Ethos. How do you create something new when you're already struggling with such anxiety from daily work and family commitments? I'll ask Mary O'Brien. She's my guest today, a morning radio show host, mom, and has just decided to launch a brand new creative endeavor. Just how does she come up with fresh and creative content day after day? The quote I look at is life is show prep. So to me, that takes a little weight off. I can kind of just release the pressure a little bit to know that as I'm just looking at the whole day, something's going to pop up. And honestly, this is where I look at my anxiety being a superpower. I'm Paul Goldsmith, a creative coach and entrepreneur, and you're listening to the Creative Coach Cast. Mary O'Brien, tell us about yourself. I am a woman in, in radio and I love human beings and I'm fascinated by how strange people are. And that has worked very well with my career and just kind of dissecting and hearing stories and sharing stories. And I I just love human interaction. You have a counselor that you work with. Her name is Tina. And you're launching a podcast together called Hope Unscripted. And it's actually a part of the Ethos Radio app. What's Hope Unscripted all about? I love what I do on the radio every single day as we get to just interact with people on so many levels. We're laughing, we're crying, we're being goofy, but it's been on my heart for a long time to go one level deeper, to peel back another layer of the onion, to be able to dive in deep where, and not in a bad way, but the radio doesn't always allow an extended conversation. We have the most powerful, you know, minute soundbite, which is amazing and changes lives and is so important, but I wanted to go deeper. I wanted more than that. So as I was dreaming and brainstorming with my old counselor, uh, Tina Dozer, we both kind of had on our hearts this little invention and this little desire to go there and to be willing to answer and look at the really tough questions that maybe a radio station's not comfortable answering, and that's okay. But just a willingness to go there and to have people ask the questions that you're afraid to raise your hand and ask. Can you give me an example? Why do I drink a glass of wine at the end of the day just to decompress a little bit? That is something we're going to get into in one of our podcasts. And not that there is any shame or judgment about whatever coping you use, whether it's overeating, whether it's Netflix binging, you fill in the blank of what your coping looks like. And there's zero judgment whatsoever. But we're diving into why is that there? How is that there? And how do we find next level healing? to where we don't have to lean on that crutch anymore. You do a daily radio morning show in (laughs) addition to being a mom, and now you're starting a podcast. That's a lot. And so how do you balance it all? Good question. And add to the list, I'm also a people pleaser. So that really gets in the way of my dysfunctional view on things of making sure everyone else's needs are met. And then, oh, what does Mary need? And I've had to do a lot of a lot of work in, in the counseling world and the counseling arena with that. And I also have a couple very close friends who will hold me accountable when they ask me, oh, what's coming up? And then I rattle off this long list and their eyeballs get as big as saucers. I know, whoa, what am I doing? And also being in tune to yourself and and stopping in the middle of the day and doing a little body check. And have I unclenched my jaw yet today? Ooh, I haven't. That's a red flag. So I, I think allowing yourself to experience quiet to take notice of flags that might be going off in your own system is so incredibly important. And no is my new favorite word. A friend of mine who went through alcohol and drug rehab shared this line that is my favorite. No is a complete sentence. 
And that is my absolute favorite, favorite, favorite. So and knowing that someone's opinion doesn't change of me just because I say no to X, Y, or Z, whatever they're asking of me. So as much as my body fights saying no, I have to force myself to do it, to know the bandwidth that I have to get through each day. That's really good. But being a people pleaser, I know that can't come easy to you. It's like that saying where, you know, you hear in the counseling world is whatever muscle it is you're trying to flex, you got to keep working that muscle and working that muscle. So over time, whatever it is that you're trying to get stronger in becomes easier. So for me, the more I practice saying no, and I'm not just doing it because like, I want to be a jerk. But when I know there is something that I typically would go, yes, I'll take care of that running that group and the casseroles and the PTA meeting and blah, blah, blah. I do a quick internal check. Mary, do you really want to do that? Mm, No. Okay. Let's just hear the words come out of my mouth. And then I sit in it for a few minutes and let myself cringe and my skin's crawling and all those things. And then it goes away. And then the next time it's a little bit easier. I was talking with my kids about mind, body, soul. And I really think with the mind, if you're always busy and it's just, man, information overload with scrolling your phone or just talking to people all the time and never quieting your mind, mm-hmm. um, how do you even have time to think? How do you think about that? How are you able to quiet your mind, turn off the busy, the noise? <laughs> um, it's really, it's really hard for me. I'll be honest, finding that balance. Like I mentioned earlier, I just have a, a lot of energy. And also I don't like to be with my thoughts. I, I don't, it's very uncomfortable for me, but I also see the beauty. in as I look at evidence in my life where I've been able to go to the cabin and get away and have no Facebook, have no cell connection, God shows up in miraculous, beautiful ways. I He has laid the most beautiful, not only pieces of healing, but also ideas or resolution in areas of my life that have been painful for a long time. Yeah. And so it's just a matter of prioritizing that because I think the world is designed to distract us. And mm-hmm. there was the recent report in Facebook. I mean, that's how they've become a trillion dollar company. It's to keep us in the app. And what they figured out is applying to some of the more extreme content and the things that really gets our blood boiling is what sucks us in. So that algorithm is optimized for that. I think that it doesn't happen by a default that we get rest and are able to have quiet. We really have got to be intentional about that. Absolutely. What do you do for fun? You work a lot. You're trying to carve out time to get some rest, but what do you do for fun? I, as I mentioned before, I started taking piano lessons a few months ago, and that's been different for me. I grew up playing cello for years and getting back into that has really done something beautiful in my brain. But honestly, sports has been one of the biggest themes in my life since I was five and and I played through college. And yesterday I was throwing a football and playing basketball and running around and getting dirty and getting sweaty. And that... I think it does something for your soul. I think just tapping back into the things that helped you feel alive. I just love kind of checking out of the corporate world and and just getting away and letting my body just cut loose a little bit. I love dancing. Not that I do that much, but I think that's another just fun thing that's good for our our heads and our hearts and our bodies. Doing a daily uh, morning show is a lot of work and you've got to create a lot of content for that. How do you come up with fresh material? And it is a Christian radio station that you're on. So, you know, there's kind of the 
idea that you've got to put your best foot forward and have it all together. Yeah. I mean, how do you balance all of that? Come up with fresh content, live life, all the things and show up every day with, with fresh content. Yeah. I would say the quote I look at is life is show prep. So to me, that takes a little weight off. I can kind of just release the pressure a little bit to know that as I'm just looking at the whole day, something's going to pop up. And honestly, this is where I look at my anxiety being a superpower because my head is always on a swivel. I am very highly sensitive, very in tune to my environment. So I am constantly scanning the environment and I'm constantly processing what's happening around me. So as I'm doing that, which I think would drive most people crazy because there's 8 bajillion thoughts going on in my head, I'll text myself a topic. I'll write down something I just heard. I'll just sit there and start processing and thinking of, okay, the break could go this way. The break could go that way. And I, I loved what somebody said before about us being professional observers. You have to be in tune to what's going on around you. So I, I feel like we have the easiest job in the world because we're surrounded by show prep 24 hours a day. And then also, obviously, you're tapping into everything at our fingertips with social media. But I like to just be in it where I know my listener is also living out on the soccer field, grocery store, just in the normal day-to-day life stuff. But there are still magnificent stories in the mundane. And that's what I love. It's actually quieting your mind and noticing, right? It is. Yeah. But but it's weird. And I don't know, I would say quieting for me, but it just comes so natural to me because the way I'm wired. And my one friend says that when I'm with her, I'm risk management because I'm always scanning to see, is there any potential threat anywhere? Okay. That kid's over there. Where's their parent? Like I'm just the one who my brain, a hundred miles an hour thinking, processing, I'm coming up with breaks for our radio show in my head. Uh, it just never stops. My brain just never stops. So that can be good, but it can also be exhausting. <laughs> right. So, you find that balance. Yeah. Yeah. I have to find that balance. And, and a notebook is very handy just to jot things down. So I don't feel like I have to hold it in my head and I'll send myself a text about a topic and then I can process it later, not only on my own, but then also with my co-host to figure out how in the world are we talking about this? Well, we've talked about this before. I know a practice that's helped me is morning pages. And I think yes. you've done that too, where you just start writing all the thoughts in your head to get it out of uh, your head into paper. What's that been like for you? Honestly, and this might be a little much, but I feel like it's a good morning vomit of just all the things that are clogging up your brain. It's insane the stuff that pours out of your head that will get in the way of your creative process and to be able to do not only whatever job you have, but also just ways I want to connect with my son or ways I want to do some self-care. I think it's just getting the cobwebs out first thing in the morning to just have a, a fresh, clean slate every day. No, I think that's real. The idea also is if every day you're vomiting the same thing, maybe you need to change your diet or do something you <laughs> right. know, about that problem that's causing you to throw up, right? I mean, really, really good point. So I think that's part of that is just, okay, I sort of need to deal with this thing that keeps popping up. Absolutely. And I've seen those trends in my life of, ooh, that conversation, we're going on a year now and it has not gone away. All right. So bringing it up in counseling, I am all about what's not serving us well anymore. And then what is still crucial to my everyday life, because I want to beef that up a little bit and the other stuff, you got to go. I'm also plug here, Enneagram. That's a whole other can of worms for another day, but I'm a two and I'm a helper, but there's also a little bit of a dark side to being a helper. I've had to learn that never did I have to be, nor do I have to be now everything to everybody at all times. 
You mentioned the Enneagram. I definitely identify with that. And there's a great book that Ian Cron wrote. And he says in that book, The Road Back to You, that you know you have a personality, but you are not your personality, right? And so with any <laughs> yes. positive, there's a negative. Yeah. Uh, I would identify with what's called an Enneagram 3, the achiever, right? But the thing is, if you make those good things the ultimate thing, like if I'm not achieving, I'm not worthy, I'm not loved. Oh, back to the beginning, right? So if you're not helping, you feel unworthy and not loved and you cannot get off that treadmill. And that is exhausting. And I completely relate to that. And it's like author and speaker. I don't know if you've heard of her, Glennon Doyle. She mm-hmm. talks about we've been given this memo that we don't have to have to subscribe to anymore. You can rip that thing up and throw it away and burn it. You get to create your reality. We don't have to buy into that. And that is so freeing. Yes, I agree. I mean, we're in cancel culture. And so I'm anti-canceling people, but let's Uh cancel bad ideas and mindsets that aren't working for us, right? Love it. I can sign up for that any day. And it starts with evaluating your own choices. How are Mm -hmm. you spending your one precious life, right? And, oh, absolutely. Um, and so it's like when we're in the thick of it, it does feel like we've got to do all of the accomplishments and help all of the people. At the end of our life, what is it we're going to be most looking back upon? And it's like being present for the people most important to us and actually being and giving them what they need, not necessarily trying to perform for them or you know, impress them in some needy way. Absolutely. And it goes back to that whole concept of um, mindfulness and that friend of mine who went to rehab. And that was one of the biggest things they learned was no is a complete sentence and mindfulness. And I just started a few days ago, I was in a really bad, bad place and just one thing after another clogging up my brain. And I started a little gratitude log. It's so corny and cheesy, but honestly, it shifted my perspective. And it wasn't about the things that I've accomplished, man. It was about the amazing relationships that have developed You know, from we went to the same college, or it was just a very simple way to set myself straight when I get too caught up in what the world says. I have to break away from that and go, like, what do I need? What makes my heart feel alive? What's good for my head? And also, like you said, being present and there with the people that we love so much. So powerful. Well, I can't wait for people to hear Hope Unscripted, Mm -hmm. where you have these real conversations with Tina and talk about real problems. Uh, So you can check it out now in the Ethos app. If you have any thoughts or questions about today's show, I would love to hear from you. Reach out on Twitter or Instagram. I'm at Paul J. Goldsmith, or you can send me a text to 559-574-3210. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time.